0: This, this,
1: this, this is mythical.
0: Medium rare, a moist, rosy bovine institution, or a closed-minded example of beef brainwashing. Today we ask the question, is medium rare the only way to cook steak? This is a hot dog is a sandwich.
1: Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I
0: put ice in my cereal, so what? That
1: makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Welcome to our podcast, "A Hot Dog Is a Sandwich," the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Share,
1: and I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade.
0: And today we are answering the question: Is medium rare the only way to cook a steak? Nicole, what do you think?
1: I'm gonna say yes. A resounding yes.
0: What? Medium rare is not the only way to cook a steak. There's so many other ways to cook a steak. Even if you're talking about like the very typical American steakhouse steak, I would argue there are some steaks where taking it up to medium is actually much better. But this is a very loaded question because steak is one of those foods. Can you hear me chewing?
1: Mm. Yes, you're masticating mm. quite uh, intensely in Nicole. my ear. It's not very pleasant. Are you is that chew is that a chunky peanut butter right here?
0: No, no, no. no. That's just uh, uh. my teeth are falling out and I'm crunching in my own teeth.
1: Yeah, I thought it was your molars for a sec. A,
0: lo- a lot of people during quarantine have had a kind of like retail therapy thing. Is there any like expensive food item that you've been buying?
1: Um, yeah, it's uh Nielsen Massey vanilla paste. It is um twenty-eight dollars for four ounces, and it is the absolute most essential item in my pantry. It is amazing. I use it in place of um vanilla extract, and it just makes the most beautiful desserts. And like you can see the little flecks of a uh, vanilla bean in there. It's really, really wonderful. Yeah, I've been what buying, about you?
0: I've been buying fancy nut I've been <laughs> buying fancy nut butters.
1: Oh, and look I can't, at you. And I
0: can't see. Yeah, no, this is a cashew butter and red plum jam sandwich. Anyways, back to, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> back to steak. Steak is one of those foods that people put, they stake, <laughs> they stake a lot of their identity on, right? Like we've talked about that in yes. the past, how there's the like, I'm not like normal girls. I like pizza and whiskey. And then there's the, you know, like, ew, cilantro is the worst thing in the world. It belongs in the garbage. How could you eat a trash herb? and there are a lot of people especially dudes who have that with steak and a lot of those dudes believe that medium rare is the only way to cook a steak and i don't believe that to be true but what's what's okay. what's your reasoning behind medium rare being the only way to cook a steak like if i served you a medium steak you would just straight up say that like it's wrong no. and it should be that way
1: no, it's just, again, it's a preference thing. I think medium rare steak is the perfect temperature. I think the qual, no matter what cut of meat it is, I think medium rare, you know what? Even medium rare applies to like burgers too. I like my burgers pink in the middle too. I think it's just the perfect amount of browning, perfect amount of crust. And then it has that wonderful melt in your mouth, chewy texture that you can only really achieve with a medium rare steak. Not to say that you can't enjoy a well-done steak. I enjoy Enjoy well-done steak when it's done properly, 100%. But my preference is, if I go anywhere, medium-rare is the best and the way to eat a steak properly. That's what I'm saying. You can have well-done, rare, blue, however you want it. But the way I believe that meat should be eaten is at medium-rare.
0: De gustibus non est disputandum, Nicole. There is no... What'd you call me? (laughs) Oh, God, no, I didn't. I I didn't. I don't know what it... I think I put a curse on you in Latin. I think it might be like a voodoo thing. Oh, nice. Um, Nice. No, there's there's no accounting for taste, right? I think you do have a point, though, in the sense that, like, there is a certain deferentialness we need to pay to experts, right? Like, if the, you know... Person who invented steak is like this is the best way to eat steak, and then you just come in there and be like, "Well, my personal preference is to completely disgrace this food." Then that's not exactly like a matter of pure subjectiveness. You know, there is an objective way to eat steak, and there are way there are uh, there is scientific evidence. You know that medium rare is better than certain preparations due to the way that proteins denature when they're fully cooked in red meat and all that. Mm-hmm. But however, the term steak. It's so broad, and one, it's so very American in the way that we define it, that I think, you know, if you get down to, if you have Vietnamese shaking beef, right? Bald look lak, delicious dish. Like, are you eating a steak, or are you just eating steak? And is there a difference between the two? Because the steak is, like, cubed up. It's typically fully cooked all the way through. It is absolutely tender. It's deglazed in fish sauce. It's totally delicious. But like, are you eating a steak dish or are you eating a steak? And what's the difference between that? You see what I'm saying?
1: That's a that's a really, really interesting question because, you know, as a, we like to dine out a lot, um, we've seen that people like to pre-cut their steaks, which I absolutely hate. Like, don't do that for me. But it's still considered a steak, even though it's like pre-cut for me. But I think... What di- differentiates a steak and a steak dish is the addition of the fish sauce and the other things that you listed in there. I think adding things to it no longer make it a steak.
0: But what what if you go to a steakhouse and I mean that you get steak sauce on the side or you get bordelaise or um what's the... That's
1: still a steak. But, but yeah. like it's not mixed in there.
0: I mean, I've I've been to plenty of places that put like a little a salsa verde. You go to quispaca and you get a salsa verde <laughs> on top of your steak. You know what I mean? But that said, we st- I
1: know exactly what you mean. But no, I, I but think- But it's topped. It's not mixed in. Once you mix it in, that's when you it's just a dish at that point.
0: So the meat this to be a steak, it needs to be like fully cooked without any sort of condimentary things. God, that's not a word. Without anything condimentary, added to it. condimentary. I like that. It's okay. a nice word. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think that's whenever it kind of shifts over to more of a steak dish. But I still think that steak dish should be a medium rare.
0: Are are there so you're saying that there is not a single steak that you would prefer to be cooked? Not medium rare?
1: Yeah, I think every single steak I've ever enjoyed more than than less is for sure a medium rare steak,
0: including like really thin steaks like like skirt steak and flat meat. You'd go. medium Hell rare. Yeah. Though. I don't think the intramuscular Hell, yeah. fat can break down enough inside of a skirt steak for it to be enjoyed at a true medium rare. To me, it like has to be a medium, and I think that all this medium rare talk—it's from these like steak hardos who like to you know really put finite limits on things and say that there's only one way to enjoy things. I mean, we recently published this uh, how to cook steak video, and we just got so many comments from people who are just like. I can't believe you'd cook a steak on a pan. The only way my dad ever said he's proud of me is if I threw it on a grill. And I was (laughs) like, Jesus, that's so bleak. Like, why would you limit yourselves to certain experiences And I think there's a lot of cultural reasons, too, for people to not eat uh, rare beef. And I grew up not eating rare red meat because apparently it's not kosher, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, it's not. Like, no one in my house eats rare meat until I had my mom come over to the dark side. I made her a steak, like, three years ago, and it was, like, perfectly medium rare with, like, some chunky big salt on it, and she was a convert. But, like, yeah, my dad, the, the steak has to be well done. My sister's steak, she asks for it burned. I'm not kidding. She goes can you make sure it's really, 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 really well done? Like, just burn it. Like, that's a very, very common thing. People like their meat, you know, done well. But, again, having that open mind and knowing and trusting that the person on the other side of the restaurant or the other person in the kitchen is doing their best and cooking the meat with so much respect and so much knowledge to give you the best piece of meat when it's medium rare, which is the typical, you know, standard meat cooking time. I, I think having it any other way is just, it just doesn't work for me, you know? And I've had, listen, filet mignon is like one of the most famous pieces of meat, right? Mm-hmm. Persians like it well done, like kebab. Well done, well done, well done. If you have it medium rare, it'll change your life. Like just try it, you know? Just change, it'll change the structure of how you eat.
0: I, I do think you bring up a really interesting point about, you know, kind of trusting the experts. It reminds me of this really awesome Essay written by Helen Rosner in The New Yorker. It was actually about how uh, Trump prefers his steaks well done and why that actually matters. With ketchup. With ketchup. Which I'm yeah. I am as much of a ketchup fan as literally anybody out there. I scored it all over my eggs. I'll put it on mac and cheese. I have literally toasted bread and dipped it in ketchup. I would never think Me to too. I would never think to dip especially medium rare steak in ketchup. That is bananas. But the whole article is about A one
1: sauce. But Josh, A one sauce is just ketchup with some molasses in it and Worcestershire sauce. No, not it?
0: But once you start going down that <laughs> route, it's like, Well, marinara is just ketchup deconstruct with this anyways the whole article is about how why trump likes his steak well done actually matters because it shows that someone is not willing to differentiate their experiences and actually trust in in the expertise of someone who is doing a job and closing mind off. so i do take that point very well i think my bigger takeaway is that we need to kill the idea of a steak we need to kill our idols we need to kill our gods and you and i you and i have okay would you describe yourself as, like, a huge steak girl, like a big steak fan?
1: Uh, yes, the biggest. I'm a red meat fanatic.
0: How many times have you been, we've we've talked about this in private before, but now we need to air out a dirty laundry. How many times have you been, like, really wildly disappointed in a restaurant steak?
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, out of, the, okay, when I think about, like, recent history, when I go out and I get steak, let's just say it's been five times. Out of those five times, three of those times, my steak has been cold. It has been medium Medium when I asked for it, medium rare and just disappointing. Really disappointing. Right.
0: But how much money did you spend on those steaks?
1: Forty dollars.
0: Like at least. Like that's just how much a steak costs. And apparently restaurants I always thought that steaks were so expensive because restaurants were jacking up the margins and whatnot. Turns out steaks actually have some of the lowest margins in restaurants. It's just a cow is really freaking hard to, you know, breed. And it takes a long time for them to get to slaughter. And beef is just really expensive. I have been in the same boat. It's been so long since I've actually had like a very good restaurant steak that I wasn't disappointed in. And I remember when I signed my book deal, I wanted to act like I was an adult. And I was like, I'm going to the fanciest restaurant, and I'm getting the best steak. And I, like, hit up all these food writers that I knew, and I went to the Arthur J. in Manhattan. See- I'm,
1: oh, I'm yeah.
0: f***ing naming him. I don't care. And I dropped $120 <laughs> before tax and tip on a bone-in tomahawk ribeye. And it was over seared. It was undercooked, all in the name of trying to get it to a perfect medium rare. It was just completely screwed, and I dropped so much money on it, and it was such a disappointment. But the only reason that I wanted a steak as like my celebratory meal is because that's an idea that's been like instilled in me since birth that like when you're celebrating when it's a special occasion you eat a giant hunk of beef and you cook it medium rare so I think I'm coming at this from a reactionary lens of saying like let's kill that idea of medium rare steak being this like vaunted iconic dish (laughs)
1: listen every single time There was a big deal in my family. It doesn't matter if it was an engagement. I got to be on a math test. Um, You know, it was my birthday. We would always go to Lori's. Have you ever been to Lori's prime rib before?
0: I have. I love, I absolutely love prime rib. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Prime prime rib is not a steak though.
1: But it's meat.
0: It's meat. (laughs) No, no, true.
1: But I agree with you. But I agree with you in the terms of like a big hunk of meat equals a celebratory uh, extravaganza. But like whenever it doesn't meet your expectations, it sucks. But that doesn't change the fact that when you eat a true medium rare steak, it is a very, very, very special, delicious uh, experience. Don't you agree?
0: I do agree with you. And I'm actually agreeing with you a lot more than I thought I would right now. Because, I mean, in my mind, we're talking about, you know, there's so many beef dishes um, throughout the world. Hold on, what's what's this text coming in? Ryan, what's a Pittsburgh-style steak?
1: <laughs> Let's read what a Pittsburgh-style steak Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh has a
0: style of steak?
1: Steak is heated to a very high temperature very quickly, so it is charred on the outside, but still rare or raw on the inside. One story says that a local slaughterhouse during the Depression was looking to make extra money and open a restaurant in the front. How's my, how's my announcer voice going? Good? Great. Uh, wealthy socialites could choose their cut of meat on a live cow, and wait while it was slaughtered. The steak would then be seared to kill bacteria and served at the ca- at the cow's body temperature, thus creating Pittsburgh rare. What? What?
0: Jesus Christ!
1: This just makes me uncomfortable. It's quite morbid. Uh, what is that? That I don't like that. Um, delete from my memory. Delete.
0: Yo, let's just pivot to being a vegan channel. Why not? <laughs> Let's just. Do oh this. yeah,
1: blue. <laughs> there you go. A blue steak. I've I have a friend that literally she eats her meat blue. Like she's like slap it on the grill for thirteen seconds and then move it over. The funny thing but is, I don't like that.
0: I, I I love beef tartare. I love raw steak preparations. Like I love carpaccio. I love Me tartare. Too. I love uh, yukhoe is the the Korean version of it. Like it's some of my favorite food out there. I'm not saying like I prefer well done steak at all. I'm just saying like you need to to devalue what society has lifted the medium-rare American steak to to enjoy the full spectrum of world steak dishes out there. Like, you know, like, go get, like, go drink and, like, eat Thai-style beef jerky that's essentially steak cooked to well done, you know? Like, get it out of your head that medium-rare steak is the most important thing.
1: But Josh, have you seen the memes? Have you seen the meat memes with the fork holding up the different levels of meat? And they're like, rare, you're good, medium-rare. Uh, uh, King Medium eh? Medium done Uh, Do I need to call your parents? Well done Get out of my kitchen Have you
0: seen those Yes And and I think that's the reason That I'm arguing so hard against this Is because I hate When people You know uh, Elevate this stuff To have some sort of Moral value to it You know No
1: I Listen Liking a meat temperature Should not be a personality trait At all I'm not I'm not saying that it should be I'm just saying If you eat a piece of meat That is medium rare And if you eat a piece of meat that is medium, your mouth might enjoy the medium rare one more because of the actual science behind it. That's what I'm seeing.
0: This raises a much bigger question, though, about like what is objective in food and what is subjective because the science doesn't already, the science doesn't always cover this. I and mean, we talked about it earlier of like the reason people like bitter flavors, right? Like science doesn't yeah. justify why we should enjoy that unless you, you know, consider these cultural reasons that like bitter makes sour taste taste more sour. It's why you drink Negronis before a yeah. meal, et cetera. And so like past the scientific explanation of, you know, a, a medium rare steak tasting uh, objectively better. Like, every culture, it's such a subjective taste. So, like, would you say that, like, a Vietnamese shaking beef would be better cooked to medium rare rather than, you know, like, a, a well-done or a medium well? Would you say that, like, every Is, international steak dish would taste better if cooked medium rare?
1: Does shaking beef have the fish sauce and the other stuff tossed in it?
0: I believe after the fact that it's cooked.
1: Hmm. Well... That's a great question. You know, right? I would have to try it.
0: Because when you say like medium rare is the only way to cook steak.
1: When I've had other foods that are, that are steak, quote unquote, that have been cooked to medium rare when they're used to being well done, a la kebab, great example. It definitely changed it for me and made me enjoy it more. Okay, Like think- uh, churrascarillas, you can get it well done. You can get it any way you want. But the, the medium rare preparation of it is the most enjoyable. For me, yes. What about, what
0: about carne asada? You love street tacos. I love street tacos. I love I, carne
1: asada. Right,
0: but I, I actually really dislike the taste of medium rare steak inside a tortilla in in a taco. Like to me that even even you take a skirt steak, a flat meat, whatever and you grill it to medium rare and you throw it in a tortilla, I would much rather have like a steak that is cubed and diced up and crisped up in its own fat and then tossed in lime so you get those little crispy bits. That's undoubtedly why, a steak, right?
1: Why are street tacos my kryptonite? Why do you always right? have to hit me with the street taco logic? Street tacos just like take every single like statement I have and just flip it on its on its backside. But yeah, I do I do like my carne asada. Crispity, crunchity gristly, and delicious the way that it is prepared. Right? And that's. But you know, that's an anomaly. But you know what? That's an anomaly. That's one dish out of hundreds that I've had that I like well done. But, but one cannot give me the response for all the others.
0: I, I think I might agree with you in the sense that when we say a steak, we are very specifically referring to a fully cooked whole muscle cut, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, so I think I do agree with you that medium rare is the best way to cook a steak in the sense that the term a steak is an incredibly limiting term that I hate that we should like completely do away with and like absolutely tear down your idols because I enjoy so many other like steak dishes that do not involve a steak I will never forget when I was a kid I would get like a six dollar allowance when I was 11 years old and every week I would take that right I would ride my bicycle (laughs) home from school not two hours after eating lunch at school and I would get a steak chalupa from Taco Bell And the first time I had it, I was like, steak is fancy. This is adult food. I'm so excited. And I ate the steak chalupa, and I was like, this is so much worse than beef. And I didn't understand the difference, (laughs) like, between what steak and beef was. And I've had people um, who are not American who have, like, asked me, like, what's the difference between beef and steak? And I was like, well, steak Mm -hmm. refers to, like eight random parts of the cow and different interconnected muscle groups that we decided were more important than the other ones so we gave it a new name and devoted entire chains of restaurants to it expand past steak eat some oxtail eat some beef shank i i had a braised beef shin
1: and that was delicious that sounds delicious of course, I think. but braised beef shin isn't steak. And if I had a braised beef shin, medium w- rare, I'd be like, what are you doing, man? I need that muscle tissue all broken up and delicious and well done.
0: Yo, have you ever braised a ribeye?
1: <laughs> no, but do I it. do have a frozen ribeye. Hold on. Should th- I uh, th- th-
0: think about the way that a ribeye looks compared Okay, so if we're talking about braising cuts of beef versus steaks, most people would think that, you know, steaks are leaner, so you're not chewing through a bunch of raw fat when you cook them rare. Braising meats are uh, tougher and filled with a lot of fat and connective tissue and all that. But think about a ribeye, right? A ribeye has crazy crazy marbling and a lot of that fat doesn't break down. I've had a lot of ribeyes where 30% of it is fully inedible fat. I have braised, uh, meat hardos are going to get mad at this. I've taken a ribeye and just braised it because it kind of looked like crap. It was a ribeye steak. And it was absolutely delicious. I like braised it and like turned it into like a barbacoa situation and put it in tacos. I mean, that was still a steak that I cooked to fully well done and past that until it broke down all the the muscle tissue and connective tissue and all that. And It was freaking delicious.
1: Yeah, but you altered it. You made a barbacoa out of it. What is in barbacoa? You took, you made the steak into a steak dish. Therefore, it no longer was medium rare. You took it and you changed it and you flipped it.
0: I feel like I, Nicole, I think you are right that a steak is an incredibly limiting term that takes uh, a lot of dishes from other cultures that are very delicious off the table. And I agree with you that uh, the term steak should be completely done away with and absolutely I destroyed. Never s- yeah, what? no, no, Nicole, I agree with you no, on all these a- things, t- 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 but I also agree with you that medium rare is probably the best way to cook the very myopic version of steak as we see it in America.
1: Yes, I am in... Full agreeance with my original point, and thank you for coming over to my side, because it is the correct side. And I love when you agree with me, man. I do agree Truly, I do.
0: Maybe it's just, I don't cook steak a lot in my own home. It's like, it's not a food that I crave very often.
1: I need to eat meat three times a week, or else I feel sick. (laughs) But I'm not anemic or anything. I just eat meat all the time. So I know, I know my steaks.
0: I do too. It's a problem. I have to take um, psyllium husk pills. To, Do to you really take...
1: Doesn't that help you poop?
0: Yeah, yeah, I take psyllium husk pills every night. And then um, I also drink a green smoothie in the morning just to offset the amount of meat oh I eat. But I'm mostly eating, you know, chicken and fish and stuff like that.
1: Hey, Josh, I have a question for you. What's that? After cooking, should you let it rest?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think one of the problems... I think one of the reasons that we get so many crappy steaks in restaurants is that people especially in the meat world, take everything to the extreme because it's one of those identity foods, right? So people are like, you got to sear a steak super hot. So then they're like, all right, let me get my pan up to 9,000 degrees and just burn the (laughs) hell out of it. Oh, char is good. Char is flavor. Great. Here's a burnt ass steak. Medium rare is the best. Here's a raw ass steak. Let a steak rest (laughs) so the juices can solidify in it. Great. I'm going to let it sit on a counter for 15 minutes. And I think it's all these rules like medium rare is the best way to eat steak that hold people back from actually making a good steak. You know, it's like it's like a a well intentioned rule in sports that makes the game worse and allows James Harden to score thirty seven points a game. That's how sports. I feel about it. Is
1: James Harden the one with the beard? Yeah, long beard boy. Yeah, he has long a, beard boy. Long
0: beard boy. He has a whole like candy line from Har or from from Trolley, I believe, where he can eat his beard. What? Yeah.
1: what that's crazy good for him i'm glad i'm glad he got that uh that deal that trolley deal probably really really helps um but yeah one time i had a steak like and i was at a really really fancy steakhouse like the fanciest and i ate my meat i'm like why is it cold i was like really upset i was like confused i'm like i'm spending like like you had your experience at at um arthur j i was like why is my meat cold and i was like inside inside i was like I'm supposed to eat it this way. It's supposed to be room temperature, Nicole. It's okay. You don't need to send it back. You're at a fancy place. But like that, that biatch was cold. I was upset. But I still ate it.
0: But I think it's, I literally do believe this, that it's rules like saying medium rare is the best way to cook steak that holds you back from enjoyment, right? And this is all a metaphor for how toxic masculinity holds men back from thinking that pleasure is good. And the reason I drink black coffee every morning because someone when I was nine years old, nine years old said that that's what men did. I think that's the same way with steak. Like, you trick yourself. You literally say, like, no, 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 you're supposed to eat steak at room temperature because that way all the juices are inside it and it rests and all that. And I've been no. through that exact same process. And I'm like, no, this sucks. Just give me a hot steak out of a damn frying pan with plenty of yeah. salt and it's delicious.
1: Yeah, just make sure it's medium rare and I'm fine.
0: I think once you elevate a food to the status of godliness, you make it untouchable in a certain way that decreases its enjoyment around the world. Same as pizza, like we talked about with the pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza, it's very enjoyable. And I know I came on the side that I don't think it belongs on pizza because I don't yeah. want pissed off Italian dudes hitting me over the head going, idiota, idiota, with a falone <laughs> loaf, right? But I think once you elevate a status of food to this, like, untouchable nature, I think you're doing a disservice to your own pleasure. However, when it comes down to it, and I think in my heart of hearts, like, mm-hmm. could this steak be any better cooked anything other than medium rare in the sense that we're talking about an American version of steak, blah, blah, blah. I think you're, you are right. And I, I fully capitulate to that.
1: Thank you. Means a lot. XOXO. But
0: people out there, diversify up your beef eating experiences. Find off cuts that you normally wouldn't. Cook some dang yeah. short ribs out there. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that if you cut a cow in half, you just see like, Oh, there's his T-bone, and there's his sirloin. There's all these things. But like those cuts don't really exist in nature. And I remember my roommate at the time, I was shopping at Vallarta Supermarkets, and I was like, Mm -hmm. this place is the best. You got to go there. Like All their meat is fantastic, huge butcher section. And he goes there, and he comes back, and he goes, I hated that place. And I was like, how could you? And he was like, well, they didn't have steak. And I was like, what are you talking (laughs) about? They have like 30 different cuts of meat. And he goes, yeah, but none of those were steak. And I was like, what? they're all, they're like all steak. And he was like, no, there's no T-Bone, there's no Porterhouse, there's no whatever. And I was like, no, that's, you just don't understand what, you know, those are only American canonical steaks. There's an entire world of beef out there that you've limited yourself to because you grew up with a certain idea of what steak is, you know? But oh my God, they're, oh, Vallarta's meat section. Mwah. Shout out to Vallarta's yep, sh- supermarket, sponsor this podcast.
1: I love Viarta supermarkets. Love you guys.
0: So, in summation, Yeah, you're right.
1: Thank you. I know. You ain't got to tell me twice.
0: All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call on three, one, opinions. Opinions are, uh, one, okay, Uh, on three, uh, one, two, opinions are like Opinions are are like casserole. On me, (laughs) on me. Opinions are like casseroles. We nailed it. First up, we got at Ouija Boar. Strawberries and other fruits with lots of seed, like raspberries, are the worst fruits since the seeds make them taste and feel gritty, especially when used in drinks. I don't want to chew my drinks. I I agree with it. I do not like blackberries and passion fruit and kiwi and pomegranate for that reason. I love the flavor of literally all those fruits. They're some of my favorite flavored fruits, and I hate that I can't enjoy them because passion fruit seeds feel like I'm crunching through light bulb glass. And it's just, I I know it's it's upsetting to me, Nicole, more than you. So I agree, but I'm shameful. I'm, I'm shameful so about. So it.
1: upset. I'm literally drinking a a drink with sliced strawberries where I'm pounding them down so I can get the seeds in my mouth. It's an enjoyable flavor differentiation. Okay, I like it. Sorry, Ouija board. I disagree. Dude, foods says. I like mixing mayonnaise with marinara sauce when I make a meatball sub sandwich. I call it (laughs) mayonara. That's hilarious and a really good idea. I would do that too. That sounds perfect.
0: Yeah, shout out to Nick from Dude Foods. He's like one of the OG uh, food bloggers, does a lot of similar stuff. Uh, to what I do, and mixing mayo with marinara sauce is right up my alley, right up his alley. What an alley to be up, because that sounds incredible. My only question, though, is like, at what temperature do you serve this thing? Hot.
1: Hot, hot, hot mayo. Hot
0: mayo Okay, <laughs> I, I, I want to do another one by Dude Foods, because this is an opinion that I enjoy. Five guys has the worst fries ever. I have zero idea how anyone can like them. They're soggy and taste like garbage. Oh, but they give you an entire bag of them, people always say. Who cares? A giant pile of garbage is still garbage. I wouldn't. I. I wouldn't go so far as to say the garbage. I don't personally enjoy Five Guys fries. They always end up on like the list of best fries, uh, and you know they cook them fresh in the store. They even double fry them. But to me, they are always grease laden, always soggy, always oversalted, and it's not my thing. I people crap on In n Out's fries all the time, and I'm over here just like, yo, look at Five Guys though.
1: I would uh I would rather eat the bag that the Five Guys fries come in honestly. I do not enjoy them. They're like mashed potatoes. Uh, I don't like it. I really am not a fan of them.
0: Uh Wingstop fries too. Wingstop fries kill me. They're they are they would be pretty good. I mean, they're kind of Five Guysy in the sense that they're like thick and soggy, which is fine. Uh but Wingstop puts this spice blend that's a bunch of savory spices and then just like straight up white sugar. And it like kills Ew. me. I can't stand the sugar on it. But no, I do. thank you. God, I love Wingstop though.
1: I don't think I've ever had Wingstop before.
0: Wingstop, okay. man, man, I want some wings now.
1: <laughs> I'm in love with my car too. Says cheese should never be put on tacos because it's not authentic. Boo. Um,
0: boo. Boo this person. You're just
1: being dramatic. Uh, have you ever had a Mulita or a Vampirio? Like get out of my face.
0: Yeah, the notion of authenticity. I think they're probably referring to like Taco Bell tacos and shredded yellow cheese. But even then, I mean you look at Tito's Tacos, uh, that, you know, dates back to like the 50s, I believe. I mean,
1: I love Tito's Tacos.
0: Something may start as quote unquote, not authentic to you. And that becomes authentic real fast. I mean, like, remember that like half the crops that are like tomatoes did not exist in Italy until like the 1600s. You know, uh, and now it's like the biggest part of their food. So yeah, no, yep. cheese, put cheese on your tacos. It's good. Even put shredded yellow cheese on tacos. It's good. And it's yeah. a part of a very important cultural piece of history. And it's just
1: good, Agreed. man. Yeah, man.
0: All right. At just underscore Joya, this sounds basic as hell, but I do not like tomato slices on my sandwich or burger. I feel it doesn't add anything but sogginess.
1: Is this Link? Is this low-key Link? Yo, Link started, writing Link as started a Finsta
0: just to get shouted out. I support I know, that know, isn't move. that so weird? <laughs> I think tomatoes add, I understand the argument for lettuce a little bit. Like I love lettuce in my sandwiches and on my burgers, Mm -hmm. but I would understand the Mm -hmm. argument for people who are like, it's just crunchy water. It's like, yeah, not an aggressive taste. You're probably just eating bad tomatoes because tomatoes are are very, very flavorful, especially when you drop a little bit of flaky salt on those tomatoes right before you put it in the sandwich. Yeah. One of my favorite sandwiches is just thick white bread, my nickname in high school, uh, mayonnaise (laughs) and tomatoes. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, if you salt your tomatoes, that can definitely give you um, more of a flavor punch and it helps with the texture too. So try that and then come back to us. Let's see. Um, Catherine underscore Lane, uh, boxed mac and cheese has always been and will always be superior to homemade mac and cheese. Um, you know, definitely the boxed mac and cheese uh, definitely scratches the itch, if you know what I mean. But homemade mac and cheese is dank. So uh,
0: yeah, I disagree with you. They're like two different things, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. uh, instant ramen versus like a bowl of tonkotsu ramen, right? Like instant yeah. instant ramen is still great for what it is. And like I get cravings, especially for shin, ramyun, black, uh, just to slurp it out. But it's like not comparable at all to a bowl of legit shio or miso ramen. Um, but it, both are still delicious. Like box mac and cheese, it's c- like chemically and violently orange and completely delicious and craveable. But yeah, no, no, no real comparison on that. Yeah. At Matri Jeskwa, <laughs> just a combination of letters. Chick-fil-A is not good. Yeah, you're
1: right. Uh, chick fil A's good. Their uh, politics aren't.
0: Politics are garbage. Uh, their chicken, to me, it just doesn't even taste good. Like politics aside, their chicken, I would much rather have a chicken sandwich from, I mean, one now Popeye's, um, but like McDonald's even, I think does a better job. I've never had a good Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich.
1: No, it's a good, it's a good chicken sandwich. They're just just bad. (laughs) Don't start. If you start, I'm not going to (laughs) stop. Okay. um, uh, I don't know how to say this name. Rally Jenkins. uh, Cereal is better dry. Um, I disagree, but that's because I like geriatric old people's uh, cereal, like (laughs) grape nuts. So if I ate grape nuts, like, By the handful, I would probably choke and die. So I need that milk. But like, yeah, Lucky Charms, take a handful and shove it in your mouth. Sure. I don't think it's better.
0: She needs some milk. (laughs) 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 Okay, hear, hear, hear me out, though. What if cereal was shaped and sized like chips? So imagine instead of a Dorito, it was a giant cinnamon toast crunch and you could eat them out of the bag. By the handful. Like
1: a Weetabix? Have you yeah. ever had a Weetabix? Yeah. I freaking love
0: Weetabix. Is the plural of Weetabix Weetabuses?
1: I think it's just Weetabix. Like <laughs> mousse. Like One the- mousse, two mousse.
0: <laughs> or lasagna. Hey, Nicole, if you stack what? No. <laughs> don't, don't. So, I don't know. A cereal, I don't like eating. I don't like having to shove handfuls of snacks in my face. I don't think. Is that true? I like shoving handfuls of peanuts in my face. If Josh, cereal is... you're
1: literally... <laughs> All I see you do is take handfuls of of whatever it is. If it's spaghetti bolognese, if it's freaking Doritos, you're just chomping them in there like it's your job. You don't do the individual chip in your mouth. You go like... Oh, oh. You like, are correct. That's what you do You are correct, yeah. but I
0: do like having the option And this is important, the option of eating a single chip And being somewhat satisfied I choose to <laughs> shove them in my mouth If you eat a single Cheerio It does not satisfy the same way as a single Dorito I would like a world in which I could have Better dry cereal options that were large In the shape of chips, all I'm saying Okay, at I make coffees Pizza rolls are vastly superior To pizza bagels, fight me I don't want to
1: fight I will fight you <laughs>
0: Yeah, I agree. I think pizza bagels are vastly superior to pizza rolls. Yes. I think One million percent. I think my reason is that I need the cheese, sauce, and pepperoni to interact with the top of my palate. I think that's the actual reason. To me, there's something satisfying about feeling that against the roof of your mouth and not having it fully Mm. encased. That's why I prefer pizza to calzones.
1: That's a really interesting take. I never thought of it that way. Like that barrier of the additional like dough getting in the way of the true like pizza eating experience that's a really thoughtful point josh Thank you. i was like i like pizza bagels because they're delicious <laughs> but you got really deep with it and that's a really good point and yeah. i agree with you wholeheartedly e how do i say this e cheat e sucks yeah probably e cheat sucks ranch is disgusting no you're disgusting next I was literally gonna say the same thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, you're not disgusting, We're like you're a valid sisters. person, but
0: no, you're you're disgusting. Alright, at Red Divider, <laughs> carrots with peanut butter been a go-to snack for me since I was a kid, and it's arguably more enjoyable than an apple with peanut butter. Huh. I've never had I I don't car- know why have I never had a carrot with peanut butter.
1: Um, because you probably think carrots are better with ranch, which is not disgusting. Um, I don't know. I think apples and peanut butter is better than carrots and peanut Wait. butter. I've done that before too, but
0: I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna try it. I don't know why I haven't because I love the like carrots are earthy, peanut butter is pretty earthy. I feel like that would go really well together. Both are like somewhat sweet. I'm into mm-hmm. the idea.
1: Okay. Um. Cole is great, says turkey bacon only gets a bad rep because they put bacon in its title. It isn't bacon, and it isn't nearly as good as real bacon, but no one can look past the name and to see how good it actually tastes if you drop the preconceived bacon biases. Rebrand them as crispy turkey strips, and people would stop hating it. Um, You have a good point, but also turkey bacon is, is like I, at most, I'd rather just eat turkey sausage.
0: Nicole, you're feeding into the problem. You're totally feed, you're feeding the problem. Turkey bacon Josh. is freaking delicious, and and I think you can almost eat it in like bigger quantities because there's less fat on it. So to me, like you get all that like cured meat, smoked flavor that you would from bacon, but you get like a big old meaty bite of it without all the grease. I actually really love turkey bacon. Uh, sometimes I'll just make like a giant turkey bacon BLT and be very satisfied with it. I'm all about turkey Yum. bacon. Also, growing up, you know, in a, a Jewish household. Uh, turkey bacon was a big part of my childhood.
1: Really? You didn't eat bacon in your house?
0: Uh, when I was like 10 and moved in with my dad, yeah. But when I like lived with my grandma, uh, uh-huh. we didn't she just had so much turkey bacon we would eat it on like i
1: didn't know that about you we had similar childhoods in that in that aspect i also didn't eat bad stuff and i didn't eat (laughs) my first taste of like uh like bad meats naughty meats was when i was 14 my mom went out of town and then my dad's like hey you want to go to an italian restaurant and i'm like yeah and then we got prosciutto and melon when i was 14 and he totally changed my life forever
0: That's so funny. Thanks, Dad.
1: (laughs) Um, We got one more, Josh, so take it away.
0: All right. uh, Underscore JTV. Squeezed lemon on mac and cheese. Lemon makes everything taste better. I never tried this, but I do like citrus and cheese together, and I do think that most people should start adding lemon juice to a lot more of their foods, including steak.
1: The thought of putting Kraft macaroni and cheese with a squirt of lemon juice is absolutely vile to me. Like that sounds like vomit, but um, maybe white cheese could work like a very, very like light white mascarpone situation. No, nah,
0: nah, give me but the like, cheddar. Ew. Give me the lemon on ew. the cheddar. Shove it Don't into put my...
1: lemon and cheddar together. Let ew. me shove
0: handfuls of it into my face. <laughs> Uh, All right. And on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog's a Sandwich. We've got new episodes for you every Wednesday.
1: If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or NHendiZada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole.
0: For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube. We launch new videos every week.
1: And of course, if you want to share pics of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen.
0: We'll see you next time.
1: See you later.